0: episode 226 of the biz talk with bill roy podcast the wichita business journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people places companies organizations and issues that are important to wichita's business community i'm kirk Semenoff, wichita business journal managing editor sitting in for bill this week well, the number one story among businesses everywhere these days is hiring. We've been writing about sector after sector in Wichita struggling to find enough skilled help. That also holds true for the traditional family businesses that so often are the backbone of a local economy. Today, Nancy Kirstenbrock of Wichita State University's Kansas Family Business Forum and Carrie Cox of AGH Employer Solutions join me to talk about the particular challenges in hiring for family businesses. First, let me fill you in on what else is in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. Along the lines of hiring, our cover story this week is our fourth installment of the Small Business Big Mission Package. In this installment, the big headline is Four Hiring Mistakes to Avoid. These aren't the good old days of hiring. We provide the tried and true hiring philosophies that are now mistakes and show you how to overcome them in 2021. That begins on page 12. Our Women Who Lead series this month spotlights women in the field of real estate and construction. That begins on page 35. This week's list, home builders. That's on page eight. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Nancy Kirsten, Brock, and Carrie Cox, thank you so much for joining me. Nancy, let's start with the Kansas Family Business Forum itself. How did it get started? How did you get involved? And, and what are the goals for the forum?
1: Well, the concept of the Kansas Family Business Forum was actually the brainchild of Brian Hanning of Mass Mutual. He approached the director of Wichita State University Center for Entrepreneurship to discuss the idea 27, 20, well, actually probably 28, 29 years ago now, and KFBF was born from there. And then my involvement began in the summer of 2015 when i was hired by the center for entrepreneurship and one of my roles at the center um, is the director of the kansas family business forum and i got involved with that um it was a position that was advertised and i jumped on it i was so excited about having this opportunity um, because I just love the idea of having impact on success, uh, having impact on the success of businesses. And I felt my experience, my background, which started out in education early in my career. And then I moved into the private sector where at one point I was a business owner. I also had the experience of working in a family owned As I ran a couple of small businesses for um, a family owned business out of Kansas City. And it gave me a unique background I felt for this position. As far as the goals for the Kansas Family Business Forum, and the forum actually provides both support and expertise for every growth cycle of a closely held business. So yes, we work a lot with family businesses and our goal is to help them through succession and planning for that transition. But that planning should start a minimum of 10 years before, but there are other growth cycles that family owned businesses go through that we're there to assist them with. And we feel that the the innovative format formats of education and our peer to peer learning motivate and create pathways to success for family managers and owners of those family businesses. Okay.
0: The, the the term family business can mean different things to different people, but I but I would guess a common perception is that it's a small business that stays in the family. Is that pretty common in the KFBF or, or does it range from small to large businesses?
1: Well, the the you know family-owned business is any company, right, that's owned by two or more family members, and the family holds majority control or ownership, and that can really range in size from small to large. So The the top two private family-controlled businesses here in the US are Cook Industries and Cargill. And so you can see from that example that there are family-owned businesses that are quite large. And that as far as the makeup of KFBF, the Small Business Administration defines a small business um, as one with less than 500 employees.
0: So based on that
1: definition, you know, KFBF is pretty much made up of small business.
0: As you've gotten into it, uh, why is providing resources to family businesses important to you? That's simple in my
1: mind. Um, Small businesses as a whole are really the lifeblood of our economy. You know, research shows that they create two-thirds of new jobs and they drive innovation and competitiveness. And as of March of 2021, based on the consensus, there are 31.7 million small businesses in the U.S., And according to the U.S. Census Bureau, family firms comprise 90% of all business enterprises.
0: I see. Carrie, you gave a a timely presentation this week to the KFBF. It it was called, Can You Run Your Business Without People? And that seems really timely right now. Are the hiring challenges that, that we've written about in the business journal oblivious to job sector? I mean, is every industry out there struggling to find quality employees?
2: Yeah, definitely. So obviously that title was a little tongue in cheek. Of course, you can't run your business without people. But every employer I talk to is challenged right now to find talent and to keep it when they get it. And while some industries may have some unique challenges related to pandemic response or um, other issues, no industry is immune to this challenge right now. And it's easy for us to say this is happening because of the pandemic, but that's really not the root cause. If you think back, most employers were having challenges prior to COVID starting to um, influence our daily lives. Um, And when you look at some of those broad data trends, we've seen years of more limited wage growth for lower paying jobs, but we've also seen higher productivity or outputs and generally then higher profits. So there's been a little bit of a gap. And we're also seeing a major shift in demographics in our state and in our country. So that impacts the number of people that are available to work And want to work. And so that's challenging employers. Um, And finally, we've seen some of the skill development challenges. So the world of work is different than it has been. And that takes time for educational institutions to adjust and make sure that they're educating and providing the right skills that employers need. So there's a little bit of a gap in that alignment. And I know locally um, businesses and our educational institutions are working on that very regularly. But those are some of the larger macro trends that have been impacting this um, workforce availability. And so then you add to that the pandemic challenges, people unable to work or people who have worked remotely and maybe they're unable or unwilling to return to the physical office space and people who have maybe just adjusted their goals in life. And oftentimes that means jobs or careers. So we've seen people changing or not wanting to do some of the things that they previously were doing in their
0: work. In these difficult hiring times, are there aspects that make it particularly challenging for family businesses?
2: Yeah, I think it really depends on the business. So to Nancy's point, not every family business is, you know, just the mom and pop. So some of these are very complex and large businesses. So it really depends both on the size and complexity of the business Some family businesses have really strong HR and management to help them in the various aspects that impact hiring, such as consistency, but also being innovative in processes, which you really have to do right now, um, related to recruitment and also setting competitive strategies for pay and employee benefits. And related to that, a challenge is sometimes those family businesses may not have the resources or deeper pockets to offer significant benefits, like some larger companies, or they may not be able to pay to be competitive. So they have to get really creative. But also in family businesses, sometimes they can be more flexible and agile in their practices. So it allows them to have an advantage to some degree to be creative in their strategies for recruitment. And another benefit to family business can be, they may be able to take a longer term view as they make decisions for the company that ultimately impact employees. And they're not as focused on quarterly profits or, you know, that's not the primary driver for them. So not that profits aren't important, of course, but, um, you know, they tend to take a little bit of a different approach to how they think about the long term future of the business.
0: Along those lines, in your presentation to the KFBF, you you highlighted a term called annual turnover costs. Most people know in business may know what that means, but can you explain what that is and why it should mean so much to a business, especially during these hiring times?
2: Yeah, so when an employee leaves an employer, there are obviously costs involved. So hard costs such as recruitment expenses to replace the employee. Um, There may be some overtime costs to cover the work that needs to be done in their absence and, of course, training costs for that new employee that comes on board. But there are a number of intangible costs and costs that are harder to measure, such as lost productivity when you have an employee that is not there anymore and ultimately lost revenue. And in general, the data says that it can be between 50 and 150%, or 50 to 150% of an individual's annual salary. But I've seen it estimated as low as one third of annual pay for positions in more entry level, but up to 200% for some management positions. So there's a wide range of what it actually costs to replace an employee and with the number of people actively looking for or open to new opportunities, you could really see a lot of individuals leaving organizations. And if you do a quick calculation and estimate what turnover is costing a business, oftentimes it's not a small number. And I don't think businesses always think about it that way. What is the actual cost to the business for turnover?
0: Are there some things that, that family businesses should, should really be on the lookout for when when they're hiring and, re, and, and then retaining?
2: Yeah, so risk management is one. If a family business is uh, newer or a startup or just less complex in their practices, they maybe don't have the internal expertise to handle some of the employment related functions, making sure that they understand employment laws, best practices and trends, and that's really important. But beyond that, it's really just about creating a great place to work and the best opportunity for current and future employees. So I am encouraging every employer I talk to to really look critically and systematically at your processes and your policies that impact hiring, onboarding, and retention. And if you're doing the same thing you were doing in these areas even two years ago or maybe even one year ago, and you expect to be successful at talent attraction and retention, you're going to be very disappointed we have to really focus on doing things differently to be able to pull from a limited talent pool. And key aspects include just being quicker to hire. Um, oftentimes those processes can drag out and then you lose people. Streamlining your processes and, and just really looking at ways to expand our normal hiring pools. We can't just keep going to the same places that have been good to us in the past where we've been successful in finding people.
0: Nancy, uh, have you found that family businesses are unique in hiring and and retaining because they are family businesses? I I guess, I mean, do they tend to rest on the advantages family businesses may have in the workplace?
1: Yeah, to bounce, actually to bounce off um, of something Carrie had mentioned, even in those smaller businesses that are family owned, um, you know, because they are small, the positions tend to be more generalist than specialist. And that can be attractive to, you know, many people um, to pull them into your family business. But then on top of that, you know, many owners, these are family owned businesses, these are family oriented people. Um, and they they really, the majority of the time, um, they do treat their employees like they are family. Um, and that can be very comforting to employees, and it also creates a, a more inviting environment for many people.
0: Uh, Carrie, what do you envision near-term and long-term with, with the hiring difficulties that, that we're all having in businesses? I mean, do you, ha- do you have an idea what it'll take to get us back to a new normal, or are we already there?
2: Yeah, so just yesterday, I heard someone refer to it as the next normal, and we're there. So there won't be a return to what it was like before, and for businesses that embrace that, it can be a real opportunity to disrupt some traditional employment practices, and that might be really attractive to some individuals. And in the near term, the biggest challenges for employers will be continuing to manage time off needs employees have related to the pandemic. Um, The remote work and work flexibility that many employees had and don't want to give up. How do we respond to that? And then just being competitive with pay. Uh, Some businesses are increasing pay for hourly workers by as much as $5, I've heard, per hour. So that's a really significant increase. And being competitive with that when you have limited dollars or resources is a real challenge for a lot of businesses. I've seen articles published and I've heard anecdotally from recruiters that employees will take less money even to work remotely or to, or they won't even consider positions that are requiring all in-office work. So this work flexibility and working remotely is, is one of those things we saw in the pandemic that worked well and a lot of employees just don't want to give that up. So we really have to challenge ourselves to think differently and not accept the status quo. Many successful businesses do this very well in terms of their external product and service development and delivery, but they often don't focus on those internal processes or practices. And it's time, I think, to really look internally and think about how can we be innovative and creative in what we're doing for our people, because that'll be the differentiator going forward.
0: This is for both of you. are are businesses or business owners telling you that this is a scary time for them in terms of hiring? Have we, have we seen like anything like this before?
1: I don't know that I'm not necessarily using the term scary and that, you know, using just the verbiage that it's just a very, very challenging time for them. And, you know, most of the businesses that we work with are struggling with finding people to fill the, the open positions that they have. And then the retention is another thing that we're also seeing from our businesses that, you know, they're, they're hiring. And two weeks later, that person's gone and they're rehiring. So there are definitely some major challenges for them right now that they are sharing.
2: Yeah. I'll just add to that. It's, it's more, it's become the biggest constraint for growth in business. So There are a lot of businesses that have great growth plans and the ability to do it, but they just can't because they don't have the people to make it happen. So that's the piece that's challenging. I don't think I've heard people use the word scary necessarily to Nancy's point, but um, just challenging.
0: Yes. Nancy, for for family businesses who want to become part of the forum, tell us about how they get involved and and what can they get from a membership? Excuse me. The memberships themselves
1: um, really are um, provide the the members that educational piece um, that we give throughout the you know the the membership it, it runs annually, the forum does, and uh, they get that educational piece, but they also just as importantly, if not more important, there is a lot of peer to peer mentoring. You know, sharing of best practices and. Um, you know, how, how did you pass on the business? You know, um, what was your approach? What were your strategies? You know, so it's that kind of sharing that goes on also. And, but it really is about helping them through every single cycle of their business and the program that we provide for them um, centers around that with the topics that we use. What are some of the upcoming learning breakfasts you have planned and we've got one coming up called disruption in the family enterprise in the age of agility so you know i think carrie even mentioned this um not as directly as that but you know that with um it we're in a fast-paced world at this point you know both technology and market demands are changing daily um, you know, so how can we position our products and services and and thrive in that face of change? Um, so, you know, there's a, a focus on that agility within your business. So we're going to talk a lot about that and provide some tools of how people can implement that in their business. Um, so in these educational opportunities, there's these takeaways that everybody leaves with. You know, another topic, professionalizing a family business, which we're going to go over strategies, processes and best practices for the three circles, which is part of that business system when it comes to family
0: owned. Great. Well, Nancy Kirstenbrock of the Kansas Family Business Forum and Carrie Cox of AGH Employer Solutions. Thanks again for joining me. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: And that's it for the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast for this week, episode 226. Check out all of our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Ec- Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com backslash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.